Check, check, check. Check, check. Hey, check, 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 check. Check, check, check. Check is just a good word to check a microphone because it hits like weird uh, frequencies and tones. Mm -hmm. So you can hear the gain. You can hear the gain peaks when you say the word check, check. Good one. It has to go. Oh, look! I can just rest the mic. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. And then you can hear the. Do you have any more in the fridge still? I I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I don't know either. Is Was there some in there the last time you checked? I haven't checked. I don't think I've opened that fridge since you came over. <laughs> I dropped, what was that, six pack? Six yeah. pack of Coors Light. Like back in July or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good thing Coors Light stays good pretty much forever. That's the cool thing about Coors Light. Yep. It's like it's like the Twinkies of the beer. Yep. Never never goes bad. <laughs> the Twinkies of the beer. Yeah. <laughs> Coors Light is fucking gross. Oh. You know, it's funny. Uh I I do I got some news. Yeah. I I have a little bit of So this this podcast is going to be kind of a follow-up of one that we did a little while ago. And there's there's been a lot of heavy stuff that's gone on in the past few months uh, for me and my family and for a lot of stuff that's going on. But I got some good news. I met someone. Her name is Danielle. She is very attractive. What's that face? Danielle, like... <laughs> I just nothing. No, I, n- nothing. no. I, so it's kind of a strange story. Uh, at my gym, um, I was training with this girl named Elise, and she's an MMA fighter. Uh, and I was just training because she's a badass, and uh-huh. I I try to train hard, so I train with people that train hard. And did she um, beat you up? Like, did yeah, she oh no, mauled me. It was crazy. Okay. I just just bloody and bruised. But she. Uh, added me on Facebook. She, I had no idea. She has like thousands and thousands of followers. Really cool. Um, and uh, after you know, you know, like when you Facebook will suggest new friends. Um, suggested a new friend, and it was this girl Danielle. And I was like, uh, she popped up, and I'm like, ooh, she cute. But I, but I'm not the kind of guy that just randomly friends random people. Uh, but it was like you have a couple friends in common, and I was like, oh, she's cute. Well. No, I don't do that. And so I scrolled down and then like two seconds later, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to friend her because I felt like I knew who she was. Um, I felt, I was like, I feel like I know you. And so I friend requested her and it took like a day or a day and a half for her to get back. And she, she accepted. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and then I was like, hey, do I know you? I feel like we know each other. And she replied, she goes, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, oh, Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> like I felt like it was. It sounded like, and it's just she was busy at work, is what she'll say. Um, but it sounded, <laughs> it sounded so cold, and I was like, "Shit, am I the guy that's trying to slide into the DMs?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, I wasn't trying to do that. I swear. I really, I, I, I've never done that. I've never just slid into DMs. That's not me." But and so like you're, I'm, I'm getting the weird nods. I swear. Oh man, again, no judgment. <laughs> that's not no. me though. And. So, <laughs> but it was it was funny um, because then she started 
listening to all of the podcasts. Just and randomly like, she, oh, you have a podcast. Let yeah. Me to so she, um, she works in, uh, at this boat place in Cadillac. She does the upholstery sewing and which is super unique, cool job, by the way. Um, and, um, we just got to talking and, and she was like, she's like, Hey, you have a podcast. What's the link? And so I sent it to her and she was like, I'm going to dodge the religious ones because she's not religious at all. And I was like, fair, totally fair. This podcast isn't for everybody. I totally understand that. Um, like all 16 viewers will, you know, mm-hmm. will, will tell us that. Uh, but, um, listeners will have viewers, viewers when we start our YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Sorry. Which is soon. Com- coming soon. Coming soon. But yeah. uh, we're going to change the name to the, the shirtless podcast at that point yeah. or the pants pantsless pantsless or shirtless well you'll be shirtless because you look good with your shirt off <laughs> and i'll be and pantsless you look amazing yeah. with your pants off <laughs> yeah uh that's really funny um now my mind is so your good news you met danielle <laughs> my mind is racing for the different names <laughs> the eunuch in the tree i don't know <laughs> Uh, um, she thinks it's funny. Uh, yeah. So we met, or we haven't met yet. So this was, I'm not even kidding you six days ago. And, uh, we like, she's listened to the, I am enough one, the one where, um, we talked about my mom stuff and she listened to pretty much all the ones that are not religious based. And, um, I had no idea she was even listening. I I thought she was going to like listen to like half of one or one and she's like listened to a ton of them. And first of all, that's really cool to invest your time into somebody else like that. That's really, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, and then we just got, kind of got to talking and texting a little bit and uh, called last night. We talked for like three hours on the phone. So I'm going to head up to Cadillac next weekend and we're going to go up to Traverse City and <laughs> for first time meeting, <laughs> we're going to go up to Traverse and drink some wine cool i know good for good for you man thanks man yeah danielle good luck to you danielle (laughs) oh hold on (laughs) i'm getting a high five i'm not ready there it is you should probably edit all the stuff i'm saying out because (laughs) now that i think about it like i said all that that's not kind (laughs) you're Mark doesn't see a lot of people. I love oh, you, honey. So funny. Yeah, like yeah. he does. He's not. I've, in fact, I don't think he's seen any talked to a female since <laughs> so long. Uh, yeah, I mean, like oh. decades. So because he's gay, <laughs> I just spilled course all over. The reason it's funny, the the reason I brought up that story is we were talking, me and Danielle, mm-hmm. um, and. We brought up Coors Light, and she's like, I've never had a Coors Light. But she drinks Coors Banquet. I was like, you are, you're like bougie AF. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad still drinks Coors Banquet. Yeah, well, he's bougie. Like, for the last 50 years, he's been drinking Coors Banquet. <laughs> Coors Banquet. Yeah. It, that's in, like, those fancy glass bottles, right? Like, the little uh, brown glass bottles. They're they're weird-looking bottles, yeah. though, yeah. You've, have you wa- been watching Cobra Kai? No, that oh. I popped up. I haven't. Johnny Johnny drinks Coors Banquet. Is it good? Oh, should, he's he makes it look good. Should I watch Coors? Oh, should, you gotta I, watch Cobra Kai. I gotta watch it. Is you it a will, is it a series or yeah, is it? A, you don't know. You know about Cobra Kai. I saw it on Netflix. I didn't. Yeah, I haven't so watched you watched the Karate Kid movies. Yeah, though, like of course. 
So just for the Cobra record, Kai. I wasn't allowed to watch those as a kid. I believe that because yeah. it has uh, karate in it, and karate is from Satan. And teenage romance. That's also from Satan. Yeah, we know that now. So Cobra Kai, since you're not fully aware, is a nostalgia bomb. Like it is a good time, start to finish, every really? episode. Oh my god, it's so good. It's it's some of the best television in years. I'll have and it's to. It's cheesy as fuck, right? It is really cheesy. It's corny. Um, the martial arts is not like great. If you like MMA and you like martial arts and you're into that at all, it's not like you're not going to watch it and be like, wow, they really got this spot. I mean, it's it is what it it's is. A, it's a t- but a cheesy it is TV a blast. show. Blast! Like really? it is. It is fun to watch. That's watch cool. Cobra Kai when you go home tonight. Episode one. Start I'll, it up. I'll start it tonight. Yep. I'll live. I'll live tweet it. I'll live. I'll live text you. Do a watch party on Twitch. <laughs> Of me watching Cobra. Of you not, watching Cobra. It's Kai. not even the TVs in the screen. No, yeah, just it's just put a camera behind is, you. No, it'll be in front of me, facing me. Yeah, your reaction. It'll be a reaction, reaction video to, to you Kai. watching Cobra. And I'm Kai. just gonna be sitting there sipping a Coors Light. But you know, like Johnny, the from the first movie, like Johnny was the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's 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 the dick who sweeps the leg. But yeah, this yeah, yeah. so this show, you know, it's it's set now, and Johnny, it follows Johnny. And uh, Daniel and their kids and their you know their lives now and it sort of rearranges this in your perspective right from Johnny's perspective he wasn't really the bad guy he was doing what made sense and you kind of want to root for Johnny and it flips the whole thing uh, interesting yeah it's good good stuff interesting I'll have to should I go back and watch should I go back and watch the original I don't know did you watch it five plus times through your childhood no. I, I watched it once. Oh, you watched Karate Kid like one time? One time, and it was yeah. when I was like 20. Yeah, watch it. Because watch I wasn't allowed time. to watch it when I was a kid. I don't know what you can watch it on. I think... I'll rent it. Yeah. At, 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 Amazon. At, you can yeah, Amazon it. or yeah. Apple TV yeah, yeah, yeah. has every movie. There you go. Yeah, yep. I'll, I'll rent it tonight. Yep. Just side note. hmm Danielle is gorgeous. <laughs> This is my last episode <laughs> on the Mark Explains podcast. Like, not even kidding you, way out of my league. I don't even know what she's doing. Dude, she has tattoos. Holy shit! I mean, that's cool. Lots of people have tattoos. I'm happy for you, man. This oh, is this man. is great. I just got, I just had, I just need to talk about it for like eight more seconds. You've not met her yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> it could go south, but I think it's gonna go north. I have a good feeling. Okay. Uh, cool. Cool chick. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Danielle, run and hide. <laughs> yeah, she's. Yeah, she, she. She just has no idea what she's in for. Oh, should okay. I pop a couple of these? What's this? Oh, you're gonna. Are you gonna pop a? No, I'm not. Dude, I'll pop one if you pop one. I'm not doing that. We have some edibles here, and hold I'm on. Not. It's from this company. I'm, that s- I'm doing consulting. Scared for. of it's it. I'm terrified of how this. sweet it is, and nope. it's dark chocolate bar and each little square has after i mean listeners who are still with us at this point heard the simulation episode oh and they know that i'm (laughs) oh man i'm not i'm not doing that dude we need to we need to do an episode where you eat half of that bar and i eat half the bar and we just talk as it's unraveling I wouldn't talk i would just do this i would just come in here (laughs) and pull the hoodie over your head well, it would get to that point. 
But I think like either that or we'll do like shrooms and see and as a I'm interested in, in that. Um, I mean, recording it could have its own, you know, not like audio. I don't know. There, there could be stuff to learn from that. But I'm, I'm fascinated by psychedelics and what that unlocks in people and what, oh, what people experience. Um, I saw it's really interesting. Like, there's some really, really, and there's good science happening Great for the, for the first time in forever because Great this was all behind it. like back in the '60s. Everything was shut down. You know, Timothy Leary and they're, you know they're studying LSD, and the government said, "No, you don't need to know about this." And now we're learning that there's huge benefits. These are some of the safest drugs in the yeah. world. Like, there's no, it's not, it's uh, like. Especially like psilocybin, mm-hmm. pulling people out of deep depression. Yeah, unbelievable. And like the use, of, you know, the the effects of microdosing on like PTSD, you know, yep. patients. And I I actually did it um, throughout the pandemic, about once every four to six days. Mm-hmm. I would microdose, um, not LSD, uh, shrooms, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I can't tell you how it like how much it affected my mood not necessarily the day of because i didn't necessarily love the feeling it was kind of like um i would i'd feel my heart race uh tachycardia if you will Mm -hmm. and i it it didn't love that like i felt like my body was trying to adjust to an external stimulant and i didn't like that um but it kind of felt like you got like a similar feeling to getting high like with marijuana but you were completely focused and lucid, like 100%. Huh. You didn't have to worry about, like, you know, like you can go down a, a, a train of thought when you're high and then you like, you lose it and then you forget like what you were talking about. But then I remember something that happened three weeks ago, <laughs> like a line in a book that I was reading to David that like a children's book that was like super fucking insightful. That, and that's all like... But yes, I will forget what I was thinking yes. about. Yes, so and then land on so that. shrooms is not like that at all. Like yeah. you're super focused. Huh. You don't forget anything, but you have that high feeling. So I understand why people eat a lot of them, uh, and then they, you know, they start to, you know, like hallucinate and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I don't really love those feelings. I don't like the idea that I'm completely out of control. Um, that's my eight coming out, I guess. Um, I always want to be in control of my autonomy. If I feel like I'm out of control, then I'm, you know, I, d- I just don't, I don't love that idea. Take notes, Danielle. <laughs> she doesn't do much. Uh, no, I mean about you needing to be in control all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, That's what I bring to this show. <laughs> you bring truth <laughs> um but it was uh i can't like it was the following days yep it was day two through five after oh my gosh i felt so good mm-hmm. like just you wake up clear clear mind um and it's it's weird because what you're taught as a kid is if you do drugs you it'll fry your brain and every drug, no matter what it is, is just thrown into that category. Now, some drugs will fuck you up, like fentanyl, heroin, like meth. Like, that shit will fuck you up. Well, there's even, like, pretty good arguments that that's not necessarily the case. I mean, obviously, like, addiction is, like, I think we treat addiction to drugs and drug use as the same 
thing like they're not there's these separate buckets of what are the impacts of a drug sure and and that a responsible adult can can use responsibly and then what are the issues that cause addiction in yeah. the first place well and a lot of times it's not the same it's not the use of the drug that causes the addiction no right? not at all because we don't talk about alcohol you know in the same way that we think about you know heroin and meth and you know addictive you know cocaine or whatever it is right you know so i think that the, that these are separate things um and in, again i'm not a scientist i don't know i i know, no, you well, know I'm, you, in fact i'm kind of a dummy but what i would say is that there are you know no matter what no matter what it is people can use anything responsibly yeah and it can absolutely. be dangerous but it can also be just fine and be okay right case in point um well there's a there's a doctor and i can't remember his name maybe we'll fact check this episode and drop drop it in an edit or something I'll put it in um, but there's a doctor who has been doing just tons and tons of work and not really getting any kind of publicity you know not really getting a platform to talk about it about you know all the drugs meth you know heroin the things that we think of as really dangerous for average people who can responsibly enjoy a glass of wine or responsibly smoke a joint or whatever sure. you know they're, they're not they're you know they, they have effects that are positive and good for that person and then they move on right and then well i so i have two trains of thoughts um and i'll say what this. i'm saying is everyone should try meth <laughs> right well, now well <laughs> I, I i would probably mildly disagree um so i have two i have two trains of thoughts here on this and this is super interesting that we're talking about this one um there's an irish philosopher his name is peter rollins and he talks about um alcoholism addiction to drugs those are not problems those are solutions to a problem that you have and a lot of people are so quick to be like try to solve the addiction problem mm -hmm. it's kind of like when a child if a child goes to a therapist and because the child is 10 years old and keeps wetting the bed and they're trying to solve the bedwetting problem but when the child goes to the therapist the therapist finds out that the mom and dad are fighting every night and it's the child's coping mechanism if you fix the problem then the if you fix the hidden problem then the apparent problem will take care of itself and a lot mm -hmm. of people are what they're trying to do is they're trying to fix the hidden problems that are deep in their life by addiction or religion or fitness yeah. or it doesn't matter what it is because if you fix the drug <laughs> issue if you if like if you fix your cocaine or your heroin i mean not, not cocaine but if you fix your heroin or your, or your meth addiction but the deep residing issues that live within you are not resolved mm. you'll turn to religion or you'll turn to fitness or yep. you'll turn to alcohol or you'll turn to abuse mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck it is because the problem has never been the drug you, a drug cannot be a problem mm -hmm. just like a drug cannot be a solution. Yeah. And that's where I sit with that. That makes, that makes perfect sense. So, um, I don't think we've talked about this on the show. I don't drink, um, or I should say I drink extremely rarely. Yeah. Um, which is, which is weird. I mean, you drink so rarely. I drink pretty much every time I come over here, yeah. which is pretty much the only time I drink Yeah, <laughs> and you don't even drink with me then. No, I don't. So I think I had a beer, well, you know, when we did an episode once or, you know, very, very rarely, like two, three times a year mm -hmm. is, you know, the extent of it. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a reason for that. Uh, 
if you remember my early 20s, I was hitting it pretty hard. Dude, you... (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) Every day. Yeah. I mean, you know, at at least. Oh, (laughs) At least every day. That's insane. So, um, but here's... I don't think I was ever addicted. I don't think I was ever an alcoholic. I don't think I was ever addicted to alcohol. I really don't physically think I was. Yeah. I think I was addicted to fun. Yeah. I was having a good time, right? It was, you know, that time in my life was a blast and you know the people around me it was just a lot of fun yeah going out doing whatever get having the craziest story getting as blackout drunk as i could was fun yeah um but what i've learned about myself is that i have an extremely addictive tendency like i can get addicted to things quickly because i have because i recognize that i have my own mental health issues right i deal with depression and anxiety on a lot of different levels and um i struggle with my own self-image and different things so it would be really if i if i drink frequently with any frequency i could see how that could turn out for me as an adult you know Mm. as a 20 year old i was having a blast and and then there was a time to turn it on you know i became a intern at a church so oh can't you know can't do that anymore switched it off right um so for that reason, um, I have rules. Like I have to be having a great day, right? I'm if I have if I feel stressed at all, if I feel any amount of like stress or anxiety or sadness, I won't won't do it because it's just too dangerous. I've seen what it does. You know, I've seen. I think that of all the drugs we're talking about, personally, I think that's the the sleeper, right? I think that that's one of the most dangerous. At least for me, I believe mm. it is. So. So I, I agree with you. I think it's it, it's something used to address an underlying issue, and yep. so M- mostly, like, like for somebody that has a problem with it, mm-hmm. it's just important to recognize the problem isn't it. Yeah, and these things are also a blast, which I recognize. Oh, right? Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. You they know? facilitate and, and the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. To eat, I mean, it's, that's the beauty of. America. <laughs> Mer- America. Yeah. I, I would also say my second train of thought in there is um, some drugs are, you know, some drugs are uppers, some drugs are downers, some drugs uh, are fixers, you know? So, but like, I, I'm really, really, really cautious around drugs that stimulate certain hormone uh, <laughs> no, n- not not that kind of stimulation. Um, that stimulates certain hormone production. Mm. So if you were to take heroin or fentanyl, um, you get a fake release of dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, like like basically all the the feel good uh, hormones of your of your of your brain and in your body. It fakes those mm-hmm. and it brings you to a point where like it, it pulls you up and then the, your entire life then becomes, I want to elevate myself up to that feeling again. Yeah. And so you, Oh, like they call it chasing the high. I'm sure everyone's heard that term and everything like that. See, that's dangerous because then I mean, like I'm watching a show right now on Netflix called dope. And it's all, it's, it's just every episode is kind of like a mini episode mm-hmm. within itself about certain things. And there was one where it was like these four or five girls 
I would say they're in their mid to late twenties. They look like they were 40 and they were like, uh, heroin and fentanyl. It's heroin that's cut with fentanyl, which is fucking crazy because fentanyl they use to treat lung conditions in the hospital and like deadly dose. Mm -hmm. Like if you touch it with your bare skin, you could die um, because it can be absorbed. But, um, uh, like heroin with fentanyl, um, like these girls were saying, like it is, it's your boyfriend, it's your, your lover, your hater. You can't live with it. You can't live without it. It becomes everything. And like these girls were saying, they're like, yeah, we spend about $300 a day Mm. and they live on the streets. Yeah. And, and, and they're like, it's not where we started, but what happens is like your life's going so shitty and then you take something and you're like, all of your problems kind of get distorted and it pulls you out of the funk for just long enough, about 24 hours hmm. to where you need some more. And that's the danger. Uh, so like, I, I don't know any science behind um, meth or heroin or fentanyl. Um, there's a handful of other ones that I would definitely stay away from. Um, I mean, weirdly cocaine would be, I, I, I'm not afraid of that. Although I don't also don't have an addictive personality. Um, I've done cocaine. It, it, it was great. I never had a desire to do it again. Would I do it right now? Well, sure. Probably. But like, I, it's not, it's not like I'm chasing anything mm. and it's also like, I'm not running from anything. And I think that those are two key factors in the drive to do drugs is, are you chasing something or are you running from something? I should probably clarify. I'm not saying, um, <laughs> Let's go do drugs. I'm not saying that there's <laughs> science out there that this doctor's claiming that these things are good for you. Oh no, right? That's not what I. That's not what I meant. Oh by no, that. like I think. The but science, rather that there, there are you know that it could be safe. Responsible people who don't have you know underlying issues that they're using these things to try to patch. It can be okay to use occasionally. It can be you know it can be sure. adults can make decisions about whatever. They I want. would personally, until better science came out and better applications came out, I would across the board paint with a broad brush and say, do not take meth or heroin or fentanyl. It'll fuck you up. And I'm saying because it will fuck you up, (laughs) you should try it. (laughs) Someone's going to scientist and salesman. But it's, have a good time. YOLO. <laughs> Yellow? <laughs> That's what the kids are saying these days. Yellow. 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 <laughs> uh, I, but like, as far as like illicit or um, uh, hallucinogens or... I, oh, yeah. As like, far as hallucinogens, use them, use them all the time. Yeah, I want to go on it. an ayahuasca retreat so bad. I'm, t- I'm so scared of this stuff. So the, oh, the dude, big thing you, is, and we'll get we'll me? get to the actual content of the episode soon, probably. No, probably not. <laughs> We're um, 30 minutes in so already. The, the thing is, just like just like my crazy, just marijuana trip I had, you know, like that was super scary because I used a little too much and went Dude, where I, I went. I, I want to disconnect. So the thing about these things to. is, they show you what you're what you're really fucking dealing with. The real you, like the the psychedelics, whatever the stories that everyone comes back with. At least people who are trying to find insight, people who are trying to you know, be introspective and learn and grow. They always come back to this thing destroys your ego. And, mm. and that's good. Yeah. That's good. It's, it's also scary. Oh, it's like, it's really crazy scary. scary. Um, 
because it, 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 it'll change you. Yeah. So you can, you can come, you can encounter something that is going to break down your ego, whether it be a hallucinogenic drug or, a, you know, person or an event in your life. And you can deal with that in a couple different ways, right? You yeah. can, you can face up to it and learn and grow and lower your ego and become more healthy or you know the opposite can happen you, you can you know fuck up your self-esteem and you can you know you can put up a wall and not deal with it i lean toward put up a wall <laughs> right <laughs> so that it not really i mean i'm just saying that you know it to me the scariest thing is the inner me that i have to deal with and i know that's Something I need to deal with. So I'm both extremely interested in that, that there's a tool that can help you and also extremely terrified of it, you know, because of what, what's inside of it. I'm not, I am terrified, but I'm not at the same time. Like I, there's a band called Muscadine Bloodline and they have a song called Enemy and it's one of my favorite songs by a band that's not real I mean, like they're not like super big country artists or they're country, but, um, the main line of the chorus says my only enemy is me. Um, and I remember hearing that song and I was like, woof that that's, that's me. Like the, those are things that I deal with. And I think, I think you're dead on with, with all that stuff. I, that's why I want to go. I want to do an ayahuasca retreat. I want to go and drink the tea and sit in a hut and shit my brains out and puke my guts out for seven days. And I want to do it. I, I, I want to, because I, I, I feel like everything that this life has dressed itself up to be is a facade. And I'm starting to see the cracks in that. Um, as life goes on, like, especially as this past year and this year has kind of unfolded on itself and all of these weird things are happening. Um, I'm starting to realize that life isn't the show that it's created to appear. And I, I want to know what's at, what's at the center. I want to know, maybe it's the center of myself. Maybe it's the center of the simulation maybe it's the center of the universe i don't know but there's something there and i want to know what it is and i think i'm gonna i need to do that i'm gonna try to do that this year might be smart to start smaller than no. an ayahuasca retreat no i'm in like no get some mushrooms i've already done sit down I've with heard... someone you love who can you know <laughs> be there with you no, no i i don't bad. do this by myself like it'll be a guided oh i know i understand i've actually learned since our last podcast when i had <laughs> no idea what this was i learned a little bit about it and not there yeah i could see the potential benefit of that i'm probably gonna do to it Peru but also and if you've not really like had a real psychedelic you know experience you might want to no you know no i'm i'm, I'm a two feet dive in type of person all right let's, let's just go do it i mean i i am interested also i'm interested in dmt yeah that's 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 a big one yeah um i'd be interested in dmt or mdma and then ayahuasca but see like those things i'm interested in i'm not interested in in doing it just to do it like i don't just want to be like oh it's you know it's thursday it's dmt day you know like i don't that's not it's not it's not what i'm interested in. i'm interested in 
experience. I'm interested in, I, I feel like there's <laughs> biblical reference here. I feel like there's scales over my eyes or maybe filters is a better word. I feel like there's different filters and it's filtering out light because that's, I mean, that's the whole goal of a filter is it filters out certain types of light. And I feel like only certain types of light are getting through and I'm only experiencing what it is that they, they, the filters want me to see or experience. And I don't, I don't know what, what doing ayahuasca or DMT or those things will open. No one can answer that question for me because it's a different experience for everybody, but I just want to try it. See what happens. A lot of people see elves. That's weird. Yeah. Like the same elves. That's what's, you know, it's super interesting. Like oh, there's a lot of cool, I'm interesting. That, I'm bummed that you told me that because now I'm going to well, have there's, okay, elves in okay. my brain. There's other stuff too. Don't, don't tell me. Anything. I'm not going to. Don't say a so word. I, so I won't. Because now elves are in my brain. I'm I'll probably going to see elves. You probably will. But it, you, you, what you got to do is just like you wake. Have you ever had like a dream? Ever tried to do a dream journal where like you write down yeah. stuff oh, yeah. because it's easy to lose? Oh, yeah. Well, these psychedelic trips are a lot like that. Like it's you'll you experience it extremely vividly. And then it's just, it's real hard to maintain to it, to, it, to hold on to yeah. that experience and be able to describe it. Yep. So, you know, you got to try to document it the best you can. That's really um, interesting. There's other very specific things that a lot of people report. Uh, so I'd be really interested in in what, you know, what you see. You want to go with me? No, not on an ayahuasca <laughs> retreat. If you want to get some DMT and, you know, get, you know, I'll... You know, block off a Saturday. Yeah, where like just, and I mean, it's like 15 minutes. It's not like, you know. No, you I'd get, want to block off a Saturday. If you get real baked on weed, you got to block off a Saturday. But like, No, like if, I want to block off a Saturday. Well, at least like half a day because I want to do it. And then I immediately want to record mm-hmm. so that way we, we can have it on tape. I mean, because like I can talk faster than I can write. Yeah. So I'd like if we were to be able to talk through what we experienced, I feel like we could have... I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a podcast, but we could at least record it so that way we can have it to refer to. I think that'd be super interesting. I think it'd be for a fun podcast. I'm worried. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be fun. Are people still with us? Are we there? <laughs> just, are we, <laughs> We're just randomly I'm curious talking about drugs. what the stats are on this episode. Oh like people, so oh, weird. they're talking about drugs. Cool. And then we just go into, you know, like, yeah, all right, this is, I don't know. <laughs> Like, can you see real time data of when people stop listening? I can. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) At what point in the episode are people like, all right, seven minutes in, they're like, I'm done. done. Our former (laughs) youth pastor or something, you know, these fucking guys. Yep. Oh man. So, uh, the whole reason for this trip over here, now that we're going to digress from, yep. That was a cold open. It was, that was a fun open. Yeah. I haven't had one of those in a while. How long have we been talking? 37 minutes. Oof. Jesus. So we did an episode a while back called I Am Enough. Um, it was December 23rd, 2019. We talked about my mom. Um, and she had been diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Um, she went through the greater part of 2020 dealing with uh, that breast cancer. Um, 
she went through chemo. She did six rounds, and um, she actually uh, was declared, I think, like July cancer free. She got to ring the bell. Um, and for like obviously everyone that listens to this podcast in any capacity, um, you know that my relationship with my mom is, I mean, pretty much non-existent. Um, I try to occasionally, you know, try to call her, text her. That's about the extent, um, maybe a couple of times a year. And um, even through healing and processing, it's it's still very tough to maintain a relationship of any capacity. Um, and she doesn't try either. Uh, that makes it tough. Um, uh, <laughs> funny enough, I found out she had breast cancer uh, through a Facebook post. A Facebook post. Um, and I remember thinking that's not really the avenue for which I wanted to hear that my mom had stage three cancer. Uh, <laughs> and then early February, so about a month and a half ago, <laughs> the face you're making, uh, I get a call from Ashlyn, uh, good pal of mine sitting across from me. It was about, I don't know, 8.45 at night or so. It was a Monday, I think. I'm not really sure. Uh, getting a call from Ashlyn, and I'm just like, well, it's out of the blue. Uh, you must have an idea for a podcast or something. And uh, Ash says, hey, man, I just, you know, I heard the news and just want to say I'm sorry. And I'm like, heard the news? Um uh, what, uh, what are you talking about? You know? And I was like, I didn't really know Cause this is a month and a half ago. I hadn't really known what's going on. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I just heard the news about your mom. And I was like, what, what about my mom? <laughs> and, and he, and you were like, well, you don't, you don't know. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't. And what happened was, uh, my mom uh, likes to um, tell my sister Jessica what's going on, but no one else in the family. And my mom found a mass on the top of her head and went in and got an MRI, and she has a mass growing into her brain. And she told my sister Jessica, and my sister Jessica is best friends with Ashlyn's wife, and so she was venting to Ashlyn's wife, who then told Ashlyn, and Ashlyn just assumed that I knew because obviously why wouldn't i know and so ashlyn called me <laughs> to say he was sorry and i didn't even know <laughs> so both times that my mom has had cancer i found out indirectly which is honestly like it's 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 a microcosm of the entire experience of my relationship with my mom um, and since then, um, this past week has been real tough. She's been kind of in and out of the hospital, um, a lot of pain in her flanks and not really knowing what's going on. Um, typically if you have cancer and it goes away and then it comes back, typically, typically it's not a good sign. Um, and since February 6th or whenever she found out, today is March 
28th. 28th. Wow. It's been like eight weeks, seven weeks um, since we found out. The doctors have still not done a biopsy. They're giving her the runaround because she's Medicare and uh, the healthcare system is a business and they don't make a lot of money off her. So she's the last in line priority. Um, and her health has been deteriorating rapidly over the, over the last month. Um, this past week was very difficult. Um, on Tuesday, she went into the ER having issues breathing and one of her lungs collapsed and, uh, she, they sent her home because there wasn't anything they could do. And then just yesterday she was rushed to the ER again with both lungs collapsed and found out she has a pulmonary embolism, uh, blood clot in her lung and her lungs are filling with fluid and tremendous pain. Um, they did a CT scan and shows there's cancer on her spine and they're assuming there's cancer in her lungs and the fluid. And they're, I mean, you can only guess that the mass on her head is, they still haven't done a biopsy, but I mean, at this point, it, I mean, you have to assume it's, it's everywhere, you know? Um, it's been a weird process because I feel like I need to go see her. Um, it's been six years, almost exactly six years since I've seen her. And it's strange because I, I want to actually go down and take my podcasting stuff and I want to, I want to record an episode with her where I could just ask her what life was like when we were kids, like through her eyes. Um, have something tangible that I can hold on to and keep. Um, and I sent her a text earlier in the week and I was like, Hey, I mean, realizing realistically, she's probably in, the, in her last days. I mean, she was medevaced from the small hospital where she's at in Clovis to Lubbock, Texas, two hours away via helicopter because she was in critical condition. She is in Lubbock, Texas right now in critical care. Um, she's feeling better, but they're putting a stint in her lung to help drain the fluid. And I mean, it might be too late already. Like we're, I mean, her in the last week, she's gone from somebody who is, you know, like dealing with aches and pains to not even being able to care for herself in a week. And, um, I sent her a text earlier in the week and said, Hey, I would love to come down and see you. Um, uh, I'd love to come down and see you soon. How would you feel about a visit in a couple of weeks? And she, she responded, that would make me very upset. I don't, I don't want you to come down. I don't want, I don't want that right now. And I, it was hard to read that. Um, I don't think she was saying she didn't want to see me. I think what she was saying was we don't have a relationship. And so if you visit, that means death. And I don't think she's accepted the fact that she is rapidly dying. And the type of person that she is, she is stubborn and she doesn't give us all the information of everything that happens as it's happening. We find out things later and 
Um, I don't know if it's too late already. I don't. And so we are at a very strange point this year where early on this year, I mean, I, I don't talk openly about a lot of the stuff, but I lost my job earlier this year uh, in January and um, someone that was really, really close to me um, left and moved and that was one of the hardest things that I've gone through and then uh, finding out the stuff with my mom, it's just been a lot, a lot, a lot to handle, almost, almost too much. And I mean, to be honest, I've never been, I mean, like I'm such a logical person. Like I'm like logic runs my life. Um, I've never been a person that would even consider like suicide or depression or, I mean, like I'm, I've been depressed, but like suicide's stupid. I mean, that's, I have questioned existence in this past month more than once. And it's not like I want to kill myself. It's like, I just don't want to exist anymore. This isn't, this is just too much. It's just too much. And there were nights where I was just like, I just don't know how I'm going to process this. And I'd take an edible and go to bed and hope it would kick in enough for me to fall asleep. And that has been my life for the past two months. Um, so it's, it's crazy. Like this has been the craziest start to a year that I could possibly imagine. Um, I don't really know how to, I don't know how to process that. I don't know how to process any of it. Like, I don't know how to process saying goodbye to a mom I have no relationship to when she doesn't even allow me to say goodbye to her. I don't know how to process that. And I don't know how much time she has. Like realistically, probably, probably days, maybe couple of weeks unless something dramatically changes she have a relationship that's any better with any of your other siblings yeah sounds like she does with jessica to some degree that she's given her information you know yeah my older brother ben she she loves ben is there a route through one of your siblings to try to get through to her i'm not in some way i mean i I wouldn't want to go unless she wants me to go yeah it's, I mean, it's the wishes of a dying person. Like you have to honor them. I'm not, I, I'm going to try. I can't not try. Like, will it kill me? No, I mean, I'll be okay. I guess that's what I mean by trying. You know, if, if she has a good relationship with, you know, your brother or your sister, you know, can that be an avenue through which, you know, maybe they, do they see, you know, I guess the, can they talk 
sense into her. I don't know if sense is the right word. I don't know. Because I, what I you're saying makes sense, I guess, that if she... I wouldn't want them to. She, because she wouldn't have to live with she, regret. Right. If she's motivated by That's not it. accepting that this is the end, and, you and then, know, then... Or, or whatever, or if she's just eternally pissed at me for not trying to have a relationship with her or whatever it is in her mind that exists. If that, like if she is determined that she doesn't want to see me, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Like I have forgiven her for not accepting me for not loving me. Or I mean, I wouldn't even say that just for not liking me for Mm -hmm. not wanting to be a part of my life. I've forgiven her for that. And that would, that would coincide with everything that she's ever done. But I, I just, I didn't want to not try because that's, I can't live with that. Um, I wouldn't be able to live with that. I never told you there was uh went to is this festival this past fall um, I was going there as a vendor actually I didn't even mean to get tied up in anything and I remember it was this festival out in Joshua Tree California it was it was crazy um, and there was this uh <laughs> At this festival, there was this lady, and she was probably in her 50s or maybe early 60s. Um, and she was walking around. She had this almost like a gown of glitter. It was like purple and silver. Just like the kind of 60-year-old lady you expect at, at Joshua Tree festival. at this festival. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. hundred And she walked around. She had like this guy that was with her. He, he was probably half her age and almost like a, a, help, a helper hand. You know, yeah. like a, an assistant, yeah. but like kind of followed her around and she had this, this aura to her and I saw her and I was like, I want to keep so much distance between me <laughs> and that lady because I know it's going to be so like, if we have an interaction, it's going to be so fucking weird. Like I know it is. I just am not interested. That'd be a good reason to try to have an interaction <laughs> with her. I just didn't have, well, I didn't have the mental emotional capacity. Okay. Um, it, it, like it was just, I didn't have it. Um, she had this big hat. It was this huge, like, it was almost like a top hat made of glitter, but it was this enormous brim. You could barely see her face. Um, like pretty much you couldn't see any, any part of her skin besides her hands and like her mouth. That was really all you could see. And, um, and I was in my little tent and this is the second day in and she walked in and she like stared at me and I like took this breath and I was like, know it she's gonna want to talk to me um, fuck. um and she came over around I, I can't I, i've never told you this story um, she came around the side of the table and came over right over to me and she was a little shorter than me which surprised me i, I thought she was taller but she was actually shorter and um she asked me what my name was and i said my name's mark she goes can i put my hands on your shoulders and i was like yeah and so, like, I, we hadn't even talked. This was the first part of the conversation. 
and she put her hands on my shoulders and she's like, close your eyes, child. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna close my eyes. And then she removed one of her hands and she took her other hand and she placed it on my chest and she started talking. And I don't remember what she was saying. I, I, she was, it was, maybe she was like saying a blessing or something like that. I can't, I, honestly, it's all kind of a blur to me at this point. Um, but then I remember her saying, okay, now look at me. And I opened my eyes and she had taken off her hat and she had removed her big gown and she looked like my mom, like strikingly, like I couldn't, I was like, I was almost taken back. And she put both of her hands on my chest and she said, I'm so proud of you. And I, I'm, I see the work you've done your whole life. And I'm so incredibly proud of you. And I was like, holy shit. This is, this is the thing that I wanted my mom to say my entire life. And this lady, her name was Joy. She came over to me and like embodied the mother that I never had. And for 30 seconds, spoke like the two things that I wanted to hear my entire fucking life during the time my mom is dying and then she left and she left me with this card that says you deserve to experience joy and I and I kept it thanks and I don't know how to explain that I don't know how to, I don't know how to process that. Like life is so fucking hard and so fucking great and terrible and all at the same time. And I look at weird experiences like this, like what are the chances that some weird, weird lady, and I mean weird, would stop and come over to me and what are the chances that she would look like my mom and then say the exact things that I've always needed to hear from my mom. And that is, that's where I'm at. Sitting in this confluence of complete despair complete peace that's it fuck but I'll sit with that and that's a story I'll be able to have for the rest of my life the mom that showed up because the mom that never did I love you, man. And, you know, I don't know if, um, I'm not going to bullshit some thing, right, to say, um, 
I just love you. And um, I can't imagine what that's like. Um, what I can relate to in some way is that, you know, I didn't have a dad growing up. I didn't have a relationship with him. I don't have a relationship with him. And you know what? What I guess makes that, I can't say makes it okay. Nothing ever really makes it okay. It's shitty. It's like, I tried to explain it to Jessica this way. Imagine you're in sixth grade and your whole school goes to Disney World, but you don't get to go to Disney World. Um, and for the rest of your life, you never got to go to Disney World, but everyone else did. And, you know, that that's kind of what it feels like. I never got, you know, what I felt I wanted from a relationship with, with a dad. What I did have and what gives me some peace about that is that I have had relationships with people like you you know when I was a kid in high school you you know made your way into my life very intentionally and um, you know eventually became my best friend who I followed you to Florida and have a podcast with I had relationships with people like Paul and Aaron and you know there are people who you know I've had in my life to help me fill that right no one has been a dad but I've had some small piece of what I hoped a dad would be and I got that from you right and I got that from all kinds of people um I hope you've had that same thing in some way. I hope that joy was that for you. And that when you look back, you know, 10 years from now, you have the same feeling that you can be grateful for joy and grateful for everyone else in your life who put some fraction of what a good relationship with a mother would be like into your life I love you and I'm so sorry